Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. friend zone mm. and it is tim and guy i mean these are the facts and you are yourself and you can't be anyone else and if you're trying stop unless you're trying to be a better version of yourself in which case fill your freaking boots how are you tim hey guy i'm doing all right eh? i feel like i've strained my voice from uh, we just recorded an episode of the podcast and i think i'm talking so little at the moment because we're in lockdown that like it's it's strained my voice, which is <laughs> not good. Have you and your um, beautiful wife still got things to talk about? Oh yeah, definitely. What sort of ground are you covering? Um, talk a bit about uh, our impending child coming out and the the Naturally. planning around that. Uh, we've got a cool dog that we talk about. Um, we've been watching some cool. We watched a, a TV show co-starring. Your partner, Chelsea Crayford Preston, called The Panthers. Preston Crayford. Oh, but, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. It's not my surname. Um, yeah, man. We finished that ourselves last night. How, How good is that show? I was a big it, fan. I did see some critique of it, which I was like, fine, whatever. But I think it was fucking awesome. Here's the thing, Tim. If you make a show, there's going to be some critique of it. There doesn't need to be. Can't people just like just respect it? I know this is pretty rich coming from us, but you know, sometimes just lay off. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was fantastic. And if you're in New Zealand, all of the Panthers is available to stream on TVNZ on demand. Chelsea's such it. a good actor. It's I know, crazy. I know. It was it very like heart wrenching seeing um, all the stuff her character goes through. Yeah. There was uh, episode three, her character has a pretty big episode, and I yeah. found some of that to be a pretty tough watch. Yeah, yeah, big time, I'll bet. Anywho, um, great You had show. any laughs? Mm, lots of laughs, mate. I've been uh, returning to my streaming show, Happening, which you featured on the last episode oh, of. Oh, yeah. For I a love new Happening. segment called The Single Greatest Thing That's Ever Happened. I keep changing the name each time. It's called The Greatest Thing That's Ever Happened in This Country. Aye, aye, Captain. 
Happening's good. Happening's keeping me. As long as I'm busy, I won't go insane. And so I've just kind of been keeping myself busy. I um I've been reading a book. What book are you reading? I'm reading a book called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Any good? Tim, this is a book that was in the zeitgeist, I'd guess, about 10 years ago. I think it's been adapted into a film both in its native Swedish and like a, an American version starring Natalie Portman. Yeah, I think Daniel Craig might have been in it. Maybe I'm making that up. This book fucking rules. Oh, really? It's literally exactly... I mean, I, I, I picked it up for a reason. I've heard it's very easy to get through. It's a thriller. It sort of draws you right in, and it is hitting the freaking spot. I love it. Literally, as soon as we finish this recording, I'm going to pick it back up and keep going until it's done. Good on you. It sounds like a modern-day Dan Brown kind of thing, where it's just it's like a bit pulpy and fun, but and you know what? I've not read any Dan Brown, but I think the analogy is probably on the money. I feel like it's um, you know, it's it's, I mean, it's very well realized and executed, and it's also incredibly accessible. It's just it's it's um, I've probably spoken about this in the podcast before. I feel quite passionately about it. I think. I feel similarly to, to um, people's relationship to reading as I do about running, I think, where it's like people, um, they don't have the right relationship to it. They look at it as a burden or something not to look forward to, something that's hard to do. And by all means, sometimes I'm for reading challenging things for self-betterment. But if you make picking up a book as appealing as picking up a remote or picking up a phone. Like if you're reading for pleasure, for pure mm. pleasure, mm. if you get into that spot with a book, it is just like it's a very potent form of escapism. And I love it. I think the same thing with running when people go out for a run and they, they start too hard and too fast and it's like go as slow as you want and literally set tiny little goals I'm and you have you the that. time of your life. I reckon um, – <clears throat> I go right. I think this is a good little tip. This is something I do. I go running purely for my mental health. Mm. I, I don't go running at all for my physical health. It's almost a byproduct of you looking after your brain. Yeah, and it's. Um, I think it's very effective. That's like the one thing that every bit of clinical research into into mental health and mental health issues comes back with. It's just like, oh, you, you know what definitely helps? Exercise <laughs> and fresh yeah. air. And you know what? Maybe it's not even running. Maybe it's just walking around. Yeah. Maybe it's walking down a street you've not walked down before. Metaphorically or for realsies? Literally for real. Every lockdown, I try to run down every... Like I try, I'm try. i expanding the field of streets I've run down surrounding my neighborhood. No stone unturned, Tim. I'm going to rob every single one of these motherfuckers. In my head, Baker Street is playing so loudly... Yeah, when you uh, when you said walk down a street you've never been down before, my brain just went Baker Street, and then a screaming alto sax solo just fucking got in there, going hard. Are you out of messages? I'm just checking. I've got Literally so right many. Now. I should oh. like I don't know forward them to you or something. I reckon I'll have some. Because mine are an email. I'll kick off then. Jesus, this is girthy. Greg's written to us, and the subject line is Steve Buscemi's Magical Mystery Tour Critical Analysis. Oh, wow. Tim, 
I've done the unthinkable and watched Grown Ups 2 despite your multiple warnings. This has led me down the deep, dark rabbit hole that is Steve Buscemi's character, Wiley, the driving instructor, with 40% feeling in each arm. It is possible that the Steve Buscemi mystery, magical mystery tour would be solved by watching Grown Ups 1, which I did not do. Given the Martin Scorsese level of depth in Grown Ups 2, I posit that all the answers are right in front of our eyes. The moose in the bedroom scene is clearly a nod to the horse head in The Godfather. To understand Wiley, let's first see what we know about the protagonist, Lenny Fader. Easy enough, right? Married to a smoking hot wife, lives in a big house, has some kids, and practically runs the town. He drives the school bus and the principal doesn't dare question it. He is well connected to friends in diverse occupations. Lenny nor his friends do not even pretend to put in a full day's work. They act like they own Suicide 35 because they owned the town. He was able to pull off a large professional party at a moment's notice. This is the sort of thing you need permits and a month of planning for. He has a high-tech outdoor table for no reason. And of course, he's stinking rich. But where did all this money come from? We know, of course, Lenny Fader left this town, moved to Hollywood, made big bucks. Lenny says this himself. Every time it's his friends explaining exactly how he got, uh, explaining how he got so wealthy. The easiest lie to get people to believe is the one others tell for you. If Lenny's success were really true, wouldn't everyone know without having to be reminded? Wouldn't he have memorabilia of his films lying around? All these clues put together start to form a picture. One, massive wealth. Two, circle of friends with varied skills. Three, mystery past. Four, town living in fear of him. Five, high-end gadgetry. Lenny is not a move man. I'm going to guess that was supposed to be movie man. He is the leader of the greatest team of heisters known to the FBI. What seems to be a goofy, goofy gag of pals is really an Ocean's Eleven crew laying down, uh, laying low until the next big score. Crew breakdown. Lenny Fader. Head of the Friends, a mastermind of the gang. Roxanne Chase Fender effortlessly operates complex table, uh, table technology and gadgetry and tech expert. Officer Flazoo, he's huge and has a gun. Weapons expert, strong man. Marcus Higgins, go-kart pro getaway driver. Kurt McKenzie, highly knowledgeable of building design and utilizing surveillance. John Lovitz can insert himself into any situation, a social chameleon, a seducer of women. <laughs> Eric Lamonsoff, completely loyal to Lenny Fader, the inside man. The picture is clear as day. Where does that leave Wiley? All signs point to the conclusion that he was the collateral damage of Lenny's big score. Things got heated. The cops were on their tail. Lenny had to act decisively. He put a bullet in Wiley, but it didn't kill him. In Grown Ups 2, it's demonstrated that Wiley isn't a fighter. He certainly isn't a killer. That's why Lenny holds up on him, checks up on him, in case he ever remembers the masked basketball shorts-wearing robber that shot him that day in the Connecticut Gold Reserves. Wiley is bleeding on the floor of the Gold Reserves. Lenny leans in and delivers some threatening advice. Live every moment. Love every day. Because before you know it, your precious time slips away. And that's the Wiley origin story. Kind regards, Greg. Greg, I admire... Your research, your prose, your theory. I mean, there's nothing about this which doesn't really ring true to me. 
I'm actually someone who's not seen Grown Ups 2 for some time, so I'm I'm taking a lot of this on uh, sort of cobbled together memories. But Tim, you, you did watch it recently. Like within the last week. How does this podcast. read to you? Perfect. Um, it all checks out. Perfect in every conceivable way. Yeah, I love the idea as well that um, it is. It's called Diminishing Returns is the podcast. Uh, two guys who are big film buffs. They watch things and talk about them. And I joined them on an episode recently, which may or may not be out, um, about Grown Ups 2. First time I've seen the movie in about six years. Funnier or less funny than it was six years ago? Uh, probably funnier, to be honest. Let it breathe mm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Let Still rate breathe. David Spade. Still thought he was good. He is funny. All right. I got one in our Facebook at the worst era of all time. Go on. Dear Grim and Fry. Hello. I was listening to the most recent friend zone, 129, and learned that Tim and I share a birthday. And my girlfriend's sister, but that's neither here nor there. Wait. <coughs> then where is it? <laughs> this tickled me and for some reason inspired me to hashtag... Pay the boys, hashtag, but only once, hashtag, it's not a recurring payment. <laughs> Twilight has brought me much joy, but I can't help but wonder if you two would consider starting another podcast based on an idea my friend and I had, but don't have the time or inclination to start. The premise. We review and comment on the same Reddit post linked below about a pot of chili and interview guests about the post and ask them if, why, it may be the funniest content to have ever graced the internet. Your thoughts on the program are much appreciated. Say my dog's name, Harvey. Harvey. And then there's an attachment to a screenshot from a a Reddit thread, r slash slow cooking, and the heading is, accidentally overfilled the pot of chili again, and there's a pot, there's a photo of a pot of chili that's... um, well, it's real full. It's real full up. <laughs> Look, I I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I mean, I, look. I think it's a great idea. I think I have no desire to pick pick it up at all. I um, I mean, I like the way that you you know you you seem to operate. You know, you've got a birthday. You occasionally will give us money, and you go and read it to look at. Pots of chili that are too full. There's nothing I don't like about your lifestyle, but <laughs> there's quite a lot I don't like about mine. And one of them <laughs> is overcommitting to um, podcasting bad ideas. And so while it's appreciated, it is respectfully declined. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Nicholas has written, Hey, you filthy frost giants. And for some reason, frost giants is a hyperlink. Which takes me to a Dungeons and Dragons explainer website where frost, dra- uh, frost dragons are described. Do you ever refer to your podcast in combination as the Twilight Zone, pronounced similarly to twi- uh, Twilight Zone, as possible? No. How about now? Still no, huh? Suit yourselves. If by some chance you read this in the Twilight Zone, say my name as if you've had a bit of a mouthful of food before discovering it was too spicy. Nick, oh, Gilbert, oh, Vancouver, BC. Great performance. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Nick Gilbert. And thank you for the idea of calling it the Twilight Zone. It genuinely works because of my insistence on pronouncing every syllable. Now this I'm fairly certain is in response to um to what we did in the last episode. There's two messages here. And um I'm gonna read I'm gonna read both. They're long. Okay. I'll read okay. the first, which was sent on a Tuesday, and then I'll pause for reflection. Okay. And then we'll move on to the Friday. Questions and comments and then our second bit. Hey you good boys. Because you said Facebook is all caught up, I thought I'd put you back in the red. I'm just sitting in my work truck. I'm a mailman in Toronto, trying to keep cool with the outdoor temp pushing 34 degrees Celsius. Just as a sidebar here, I actually recently caught up with a friend in Toronto who said that uh, they've had like 100% humidity but no rain for a month. And so it reads 34, but it feels like 44. And I reckon the reason that's happening is because, um, well, everywhere's becoming too warm. Imagine being a mailman in in that kind of an environment. It's... He's in a truck, though. It's not so bad. you got to leave the truck, though, every now and then. You do? Trying to keep cool with the outdoor temperature, 34 degrees, and thinking of you beautiful Kiwis back in lockdown. Sadly, it's hard to imagine we'll be any different once our grommets go back to school in two weeks. What is wrong with people? I hope you guys are open back enough for Monty's big tour in the fall, and hopefully some clips end up on YouTube because my 13-year-old son has recently become interested in watching stand-up. And he was in Stitches watching uh, the... Watching the news slash athletes and the A to Z of healthy living. I'm proud of his good taste. Anyway, big love and awkwardly long kisses from Toronto. I bet Guy already did. <laughs> but go ahead and say my name. And that's from Chris. Um, If you are looking for more stand-up on YouTube, might I recommend Tim's iconic viral clip, which your whole girl, I actually watched it a few nights ago. Your whole gala set from the Christmas gala last year, Tim, is um it's on your YouTube channel. And it mm. really you know, sometimes you're you're in the right frame of mind to watch stand up. Mm. It really hit me. It's called Tim Bat, America, Drugs and Housing, or some combination of those words. And um expand the oeuvre 
Shit, thanks, guy. And um, I, I will absolutely respond in kind, which I was g- going to do anyway, even if guy didn't mention that. That um, that bit that Chris from uh, Toronto, am I saying it right? Toronto? Toronto, yeah. Fuck that second T, brother. Yeah, okay, sweet. Toronto? Toronto? Toronto. 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 Hey, what do you think of Toronto? What I do think about it is that Chris is right. That bit of yours is is like fucking stellar. Possibly some of your best work on stage. Which one? And, uh, I've the, seen a lot of it. Your news bit. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. That was your a great deconstruction of the six o'clock news. Is that, sublime. That was a, a very. Um, I've added one line to it that I wish was in that recording, but otherwise that was like, you know. Very rarely do you have the set of your life at the right time. Like the number of great sets I've had in front of camera, a proper camera, camera, yeah, proper camera. Is before that was probably, it's not zero, but it's not high. But that was like I had the best set I've ever had at what was at the time the biggest taping I could conceivably hope to be a part of, and fuck, it felt good. Is there um? Do you have a clip of the um A to Z? That you do from yeah. Chloe Swarbrick's yeah. fundraiser campaign. Yes, is that that's online, eh? That's online. That's People should an, look that up because Monty is a couple of sheets to the wind while performing absolute, it. I absolutely I, am. I think he's like in the exact right amount of buzz to, to perform it to like its comic maximum. Uh, maximum. Yeah, that that's actually that set is. Um, some people were commenting on it on YouTube today. It's inching towards. Uh, 10,000 views on YouTube, which is, I know that it's not a 10,000 is not a big number. And like, you know, these metrics are ridiculous because you go on TikTok and everything's been viewed a, a billion times, but God, I can't wait for that to, cro- you know, for that to click over. I do keep I an eye on that kind been, of thing. Yeah, do you love that me. shit? Um, I, tr- I actively try to not, I try Fair to tune, tune it out as much as possible, but let's get it to 10,000 folks. Well, like, um, you got to Google- Do you ever go on Aaron Chen's YouTube channel? Nah. That guy. He's like a set. He, I'm surprised he hasn't been able to get a genuine like Netflix stand-up special on the back of just how popular his clips are online. Oh, do they go nuts? Do they? They're he's all, beloved uh, and rightly so. The thing he's one of the he, funniest. He did with uh, was it with Henry Stone? Yeah, yeah, yeah for um, Adult Swim, the interview yeah. one. Yeah, the masterclass on interviewing. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Fuck us. Look up Aaron Chen on YouTube and literally yes. have the night of your life. Tim and Guy can go to hell. Here's the second half of Chris's message, and this is definitely in response to the disgusting riff we did on our second-to-last episode, or the one where we got caught in a biblical riff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Hey, quick note. Cain and Abel were brothers, the first people from Adam and Eve, although when they left the garden, they went out into a world that already had people in it. Anyway, Cain was jealous of Abel, so he fucking murdered him. And when he was asked where Abel was, he said, now famously, am I my brother's keeper? You guys were conflating that story with when Abraham was told to take his son Isaac and sacrifice him, but at the last minute, God sent a young bull which got entangled in the undergrowth and Abraham was able to spare Isaac and sacrifice the bull instead. Super fucked up, still. And you'd have to imagine that pretty much killed Izzy's relationship with his old man. Okay, this note isn't quick. If you want sexy Bible stuff, I believe Jeremiah prophesied that Israel had been delivered from slavery to freedom, yet they lusted after their former lovers whose genitals were like those of horses and whose emissions were like those of donkeys. Also, some mild sexy talk in Song of Solomon, one of the shorter books in the Old Testament. Anyway, if you have to pick between this and the above note for a friend zone, take the former. As always, much love from Toronto, whereas you note, most people say Toronto. 
Toronto, though I tend to stick the landings on the first toe and second tee. And that's also from Chris, obviously. It's an unbeatable message. So, um, Chris, I just want to say congratulations on winning the friend zone. You you don't want to add to that? Absolutely not. I've got nothing for it. I've also got to go. (laughs) I see. You do. That was was, um, completely shit hot. Yeah. Uh, The things that you've retained from your biblical education is um is good. crazy. Did you have religious education at your school, Tim? We did in primary school. Which Not is at high like school? I was at a public school, but we did have RE which was Yeah, it's one of those things you look back on it and it's like that was weird in retrospect. Yeah. I went to Anglican schools my entire upbringing and they really hammered that shit in. But to the point that it, it reversed course where it was just like it removes all meaning. You're like, why are we yeah. listening to this? Still. Would you go to mass at school? Do Anglicans have mass? We don't have mass, but we had chapel. Tim, uh, when I was at high school, get this: we went to chapel three, to, no, twice a week, and had congregation practice once a week, where we'd all practice singing together, which was mm-hmm. actually pretty fun. Yeah. And then you'd also have four compulsory chapel services that you have to go on a Sunday in your own time across every term. Wow, it was a I, lot. As I've gotten older, I've got a lot more respect for certain components of religion. The They're singing together, singing together is a good thing. The to singing do. is fun, and it is actually weirdly it is the it, or not weirdly, but it is the thing that you um you do learn to miss. Mm. Like the singing is great fun because you don't do that in secular society unless you're shit faced and at a karaoke bar. That's right, yeah. And it's like it's fun but it's different. You don't get together at 8:30 on a Tuesday to just fucking belt out some hymns. Mm. <laughs> what I wouldn't give to round up a bunch of mates and just absolutely throw down with an 800-year-old yeah. Latin hymn. Put half an hour of work in before heading to the office. Anyway, food for thought. Uh, thanks for listening. Please continue your submissions. Tim's swimming in them. I uh, am always... I'll fire them over to you, mate. I'll give you access to the... Always uh, inspecting the FB. To the box here. And the also, tweets. Also, um, sorry, we didn't mention this actually, but... Oh, no, we fucking did. Um, we're in lockdown at the moment, and that means I've brought back Happening, which is the live streaming show that I do mm. in lockdown sometimes. And if you want to catch up on some uh, recent or old back episodes and catch the new streams that are coming out, once every two days, uh, just go to happeningshow.com. It's literally one of the lights of my life. I love happening, and I think you would too. If you've not checked it out, get on it, and we'll see you next time. In the friend zone, you're always home. In the friend zone, you're not alone Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.